DJs through passion and purpose. And now your host, David Michael. What's up, everybody, and welcome once again to the Passionate DJ Podcast. I'm your host, David Michael, and we're throwing Mr. Mo Dingo under the bus. <laughs> and we're also here with Trip Turlington and Tony DeSero. What's How up? What is everybody doing? Good. Real Scared. Good. Real good. I'm very afraid. I'm ready for the storm to leave. <laughs> you know, it's been just constant non-stop rain and storms for how long now about 40 two. days 40 no, wait. <laughs> <laughs> well at least we got the, the the weekend we got a break which yeah. i was thankful for because i had my my annual breast cancer fundraiser that i do so i was very grateful that it didn't rain on friday or saturday yeah tell, tell yeah. us about that how'd that go so yeah every year i help throw um a breast cancer fundraiser with a local uh shop called 3g tactical and in conjunction with myself uh, we throw a crossfit competition and uh, it's branded as just a very, you know, all it is is just barbells, weights, you know, real simple stuff, nothing sexy, just really raw and minimal. And all together, we raised about $10,000 for the Pink Ribbon Girls of Dayton. Whoa. And um, what they are is uh, an organization that helps people and families dealing with reproductive cancers mm. in the respect that they will do things that you don't hear being accomplished by other organizations. So they'll like do things like daycare. Uh, drive you to and from your appointments, oh, cook wow. meals, yeah. uh, provide uh, you with counseling and things like that. So just for like uh, cervical cancer, uterine cancer, yeah, stuff all like reproductive that. cancers, yeah. and um, it's one of those things that started off really small and it blew up into a large organization in a very short period of time. So well, ten k uh, is nothing to sneeze at, man. Oh no, right, not at right. all. But this is just a drop in the bucket compared to what they raise all up and down Dayton. Uh, so um, all this will culminate in a big event that Peak Rimmer Girls throws on calls Ignite the Fight where they get a lot of local vendors and don't um, sponsors sponsors. Thank you from large organizations throughout the Miami Valley. And they just have this big night where they celebrate, you know, the organization and what they've done and they'll have uh, family members of survivors and survivors come and talk at that night. And uh, it's a pretty big deal. It's very, um, very emotional night to hear all these people and talk about how this organization helped their families uh, deal with the fight. So, okay. So for our listeners who are a little bit newer to the show, Mo is probably, uh, you get the most like mobile gig action here. And so we it probably don't get more a, mobiler than what I do. Yeah, it gets, uh, <laughs> it's very mobiler. <laughs> Mobily. Uh, and so, I mean, it, it's kind of cool to talk to you about this stuff because not that all our gigs are the same every mm -hmm. time, but you know, we get a lot of different perspectives here. So mm -hmm. you, didn't you play like a, there was an LGBT mixer? Yeah. Uh, so the... The breast cancer fundraiser was out at a gun shooting range because, uh, you know, 3G Tactical. It's a it's a, a shop that sells weapons, and mm. the it was the wife of one of the owners. We already had the America episode. Yes, we did. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, and this is all in the um, memory of a young lady named Belinda Pruitt, who um, one of the owners of the shop that was his wife, and um, her death occurred roughly around this time. So they had when they had the competition. Um, so what Tuesday uh, I was DJing at a uh, military um, pride month uh, social for uh, LGBT month. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like two starkly contrasting groups of people that I provide mm -hmm. services for in a very short period of time. But mm -hmm. you know, you know, I, I, I support all those different organizations, you know, whether it's breast cancer, second amendment and LGBT military, all that stuff. So I'm kind of like, you know, I, I do what I can. I do what I want, basically, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So this makes for a very interesting version of Crate Invasion Pick 3, mm -hmm. because what you definitely definitely do have is the most eclectic music crate ready to go in yes. your DJ box, right? I, so, I, probably, yeah. Probably, yeah. So, <laughs> There's a high probability I have some things that y'all don't. <laughs> but uh, so we, we, is it okay if I kind of talk about the behind the scenes of, hey, of this and how we're kind of doing it? Yeah, right. Don't judge me. <laughs> hey, whatever works. <laughs> um, so whatever gets asses wiggling, yes. Th this is going to be the final entry in the Crate Invasion series. And yes, it is. Basically, the idea is that we go to you know, one of our hosts, we pick three random records out of them uh, without their input, and we see what we come up with. What we've done in the past is pick vinyl, but 
uh, we don't have a huge vinyl collection at home. Just and the so, stuff that you guys gave me for Christmas. <laughs> and so we said, well, well, we can't leave Mo out. How do we? How can we do this in a cool way? Right. And so we're like, well, I mean, Mo does all these mobile gigs. He's got all kinds of different music in his virtual crate. And so uh, I think Trip had the idea of, well, let's just take his, his iTunes. It's all tied into iTunes, and we'll just have it pick randomly for us, and we'll right. just see what happens. And this said, could, oh, that's an awesome this idea. This could really suck. <laughs> so <laughs> anything could happen, <laughs> even more so than ours, because we don't have any like any kind of influence. Like I'm going to go to this part of the shelf. Yeah. Oh, this, this one's nice and shiny. Pretty. I'm going to pick that one. Yeah, right. it's whatever Moe's MacBook throws at us oh, right now. God. <laughs> So I'm sitting here looking at Mo's iTunes, and so explain to me how you've got, me, please, just you've got so. a list of smart playlists yes. here, and they're they're listed with names like classic, uh, house, rap, R and B, bangers, stuff like that. How do these smart playlists work, and how do you use them? Uh, so, just like with any way you curate something, I had to come up with words that made sense to me. So I started like I think the first one on top of there is aggro. Um, and most of these are designed based off what I would play at a CrossFit competition. So aggro would obviously be something like metal, something thrashy, something hard, heavy hitting. Oh, like you need an instant, like, uh, I, I need rrr. people to get, I need to, I need to elicit a reaction out of the athletes based off this music. Okay. So something just, you know, your classic Pantera walk, you know, <laughs> is probably the most played song in that, in that, uh, in that crate. But if it's uh, Deftones, I get bored. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if there's if it's another um, part of the competition where the athletes have to do something repetitive for a long period of time, obviously I don't want to throw an aggro track in there. So I have like something called uh, Groovers or Grinders. I think is one of them. Okay. So it's going to be like a lower tempo, less aggressive, steady rhythm. You know, one twenty, one twenty five ish, somewhere in that neighborhood, just to get them to keep chugging and grinding. For like you know anywhere up to twelve minutes. So grinder is more like sexy, not like uh, uh, aggro. Grinder would be just something just to get through whatever it is. Like I have one that I know oh, you'll like, okay. like R.L. Burnside. It's bad, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I have yeah, that one. Yeah. So it's like doom, 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 and it just really slow, steady. So like yeah. you know if they're rowing or if they're like you know lifting something really heavy but slow over a long period of time, you know just to kind of get them into a rhythm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think what we can do here is if we turn iTunes on shuffle and we just double click any one of these playlists that you've got list listed here, it mm -hmm. should just pick a random track. It should. So I'm just going to pick one of these. So let's see. Loved, mash, my top rated. I'm going to, okay. I'm gonna, <laughs> okay. Well, the top rated, I don't use that one. Okay, okay, we'll skip that one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for Diva. <laughs> okay. Nice. Diva, Can I, so. Do you want me to explain the crates? Yes. Okay, so Diva, that's going to be like the stuff where I had to explain to my wife that I was indeed straight. <laughs> um, because, you know, growing up in the club scene, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I listen to where people would question whether or not I am indeed straight and that all goes in there. So it's going to be like a Barbie girl. No, I, you know, that's probably under my WGF crate. Uh, about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, that's going to be like your diva house, you know, lots of vocal stuff, you know, really um, bright type. You know, yeah. Okay. Tracks. Maybe a little disco info. Oh, in there. totally. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Let's see. All right. So I'm getting ready to do it. Here we go. One, two, three, go. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is Hot Stuff by Donna Summer. <laughs> that's all right. Absolutely. That's, that's hilarious. <laughs> Maybe a little disco in there? Yes. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. Yep. <laughs> There's absolutely some disco in there. Uh, oh, great. This is one, like, I'll play at weddings. Uh... I, I don't think I play this at a competition. No, uh, probably wouldn't work so well. Yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, during the, I think I played this during the mixer the other day. So, Did you? Yeah. I used to jam roller skating. Roller skating to this, oh, yeah. Um, yes. The, the, what I think about when I see this song is, or when I hear this song is, um, the full Monty when they're waiting in line at the unemployment line or something. And they're all sitting there, and every time she says hot stuff, they, they grind their pelvises. They're, they're, they're sitting there reading newspapers as they're doing it. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, 
So this yeah, when says, I was a kid before, sorry, but when I was a kid before I knew these words, I thought it was hot sauce. <laughs> 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 you know, when you hear those songs for the first couple yeah. of times, you're like, man, she's singing. really amped up about some hot sauce right now. <laughs> says deluxe edition i wonder what that means if it's like the the 12 inch mix kind of thing or maybe you're like extended. on those remastered ones or something yeah because it's i don't know what the original is but it's five minutes and 16 seconds which for the time period that's yeah. pretty long you know but weren't a, a lot of disco songs were kind of long-ish though weren't they well that's why i think because of the 12 inch mix yeah, right know. right yeah i don't know sounds pretty good So do you have any other disco favorites, Mo? Or uh, anyone? Bee Gees, by far, my favorite disco. Did you say Bee Gees? Bee Gees. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't dislike much disco. You that's, know? that's where I'm at. Like, yeah. I, I, I kind of like all of it, but I don't have any, like, picks, you know? Yeah. For me, I, I think one of my favorite ones is, uh, is another Donna Summer, uh, Ring My Bell. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. that, like, that one was, like... For whatever reason, like I totally like latched onto that when I very first started DJing because it mixed so well with the house records that I had at first. Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, so when I before I ever 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 played out, it was like one of those things where you know I can totally latch onto this and like you know practice with it and stuff like that. So like, I, ring my bell, <laughs> it's in my head, you know. Like, well, and uh, I guess if I had to pick one, I'd I'd pick out uh, I feel love. Yeah, would be a yeah, good yeah, one too. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like just the the whole like influence that disco had on house, mm-hmm. you know, it just it, because I was such a house head at some point, you know, you can listen to or I can listen to disco and, and hear house. And hear house yeah. And, yeah. and just yeah. have that that instant you know, kindred spirit connection to it. Like yeah, no, totally not my decade, but I feel you. Mm. <laughs> yeah, house kind of snuck disco back in. Hey, right, damn, right. I got you, buddy. Come on in. <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. like that new disco. You know, that's yeah. some good stuff there. Yeah. All right. Tony, you want to pick the next one? Sure. All right, I'm going to pass you the Magic MacBook. <laughs> Watch the cord there. And let us know which uh, playlist grabs your attention there. Do those smart playlists, do those translate into Tractor? Mm-hmm. So um, have you used the smart playlist? I have not. So, I know the general idea, but I've never yeah, used So you it. just put certain demographics. So for me, um, I base it off my notes or my comments. So like whenever I um, buy new music, I'll listen to it and I'll use the star rating. And I do like Tony does. I base a star rating off the energy level. Okay. Um, and then in the comments, I'll, you know, I'll put it, I'll put multiple tags on it so like you know groover grinder diva aggro oh um, so a lot of these are going to be in multiple oh, playlists, correct, correct, right yeah, yeah okay because they're tagged yeah. not added directly and then, to a playlist yeah. and then like but the ones that like i really like regardless of what genre i'll either label those as like under bangers and dope mm. you know so and then there's also that little heart thing you can click on there like if you know something that you play routinely and so it goes automatically goes into the loved crate Okay. So awesome. I'm gonna go with the classic cool. playlist. Classic. All right. I was, I was debating between that and hip hop, but okay. yeah. So classics is gonna have anything in a particular genre that is a what I consider a classic. Oh, so this so could like be any Run DMC. It could be Van Halen. It could be you know a little ah, bit of anything. Sweet. Okay, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes up with a. Oh. Oh. Yes. This is one of my favorite tracks of all time. And again, two tracks. This song came out at the highlight. Well, I don't want to say the highlight, but the beginning of my 18 and up club DJing. Like when I started DJing in the top 40 clubs, Crystal Waters. So you were DJing when you were still in high school? Yeah. Yeah. I was DJing when I was in junior high. Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because this song came out, I think, when I was a junior or senior. I was uh, 1992 or 90. I think this song came out in 92. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I was at uh, uh, it was called Daddios at the time, but it's where Diamonds is now. Okay. 
Yeah, that club is awesome. Huh. Awesome. Really nice. 100%. This was another one of those that was on uh, uh, the MTV party circuit. To goes yeah, or the one party of to go stuff. Oh, and like, yeah. I remember oh those man, those those CDs those were good. great. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not anything like what the now. This is what I call Music. crap. You know, <laughs> compilations like, you know. MTV Party to Go was like the original, like, or not the original, but it was like the definitive DJ mix from a commercial, the, like, uh, standpoint. Yeah, that's what I was Because it was say. like yeah. all of these, like, awesome tracks uh, for that, you know, summer that or whatever, yeah. that year. And then, like, they were all mixed together. And it was all that's like. That's what I was going to say. That, I think that was the first CD I ever bought that the songs were mixed. Right, right. You know? Um, I forget what number it was, but like it's my favorite one, second, I man. think it. Uh, I was gonna say I don't think this one was on it, but one of my favorites was the one where it had uh, Mary J. Blige and Method Man doing oh, the, "All uh, I Need." All I need. Oh the, um, man. I can't remember the name of the remix. Yeah, but, but the really grimy remix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> but I think this was actually on one of those. I think it might have been the one or but, uh, like one of the or, ones, Yeah, no. yeah. But yeah, man, this is. I played this. This is good stuff. You guys might remember. I played this at my own wedding. wedding. <laughs> <laughs> the only wedding I've DJed except for uh, Sex Box Dylan's. Because <laughs> his was at therapy. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, two nice tracks one, where I've had to defend my um, myself to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but I got to say, though, man, we, we, we've been all grooving to both picks so far. Yeah. Right? Right? <laughs> I think you know, like the the music gods seem to show mercy on us whenever we do these pick threes. Like, right? Because for as be embarrassing it like, could be, <laughs> there's never been anything that's like entirely like, oh man, why are you playing the the Teletubbies intro <laughs> theme or something? <laughs> right. <laughs> Alvin and the Chipmunks Christmas. And <laughs> yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that, though. I, I mean, I, I do have like a, I think a metal version of Let It Snow in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing if that popped up. So how do you guys like digitally uh, sort your crates? Oh, man. Genre. I genre. keep Strictly genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um, keep trying to force myself into certain schemes, mm-hmm. but what ends up usually happening is I have a particular playlist for whatever it is whatever I'm doing, doing, that yeah. event or that mix or that whatever it is I'm doing that I start out of and then I reference my other stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's over time. It's gotten messy. Mm-hmm. So like I use the, <laughs> it tends to happen a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Just a bunch of half playlists. And yeah. Started starts. And yeah. I'm trying to get better about that but. for, um, so for competition specifically, um, most of the, um, people that are running the events, they're pretty good about getting me the workouts beforehand. Cause I mean, they trust mm. me enough not to release them to the athletes. And what I like to do is I'll create a playlist specifically for that event because generally they'll have like anywhere from four to five workouts and based off those four to five workouts, I'll start dumping songs into those particular crates. So that okay. way I, I have a quick reference because like I said, you know, workouts can last anywhere from like four to 12 minutes, sometimes 20 minutes. So I don't want to have to think a lot about what's yeah. going on because you know, while I'm watching the athletes, if I'm not getting a reaction or I'm getting a bad reaction, you know, I got to get out of that song really quick. Right. So if I have all that stuff like kind of close hold uh, for whatever the particular workout is, then I can switch a lot faster than having to go through my entire crate. So I like that approach. Maybe I'll start using those smart playlists because mm-hmm. that would they're useful. That would help like me them. with what I was just we were just talking about with the half-assed playlist stuff. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. at least the core mm-hmm. uh, collection yeah. can be identified as long as you've tagged it in some mm-hmm. way. Yeah, for for me, I don't do it in iTunes. Um, I mean, now that I've switched over to Mac, I might start like kind of diving into that a little bit. But with Serato, I've been using Smart Crates for a couple well for a few years. Is it the same concept? Yeah, exact same concept. Yeah, I think we talked about it once. Yeah, you set up these you know specialized parameters, parameters, and you just say okay, so. And and they've got a few tags that you can or you can do it over any tag you want. So I've got some crates that are you know genre specifics or mm-hmm. su- or subgenre specific, and then I got others that are like 
the newest stuff, you know, mm-hmm. anything that has been bought since the last time mm-hmm. that I made a purchase, you know, stuff like that. So. And that's what I like about the smart crates. You set the parameters and, and it just collects right. the music in there actively right. as you go. And, but then you can still have the flexibility of making your own specific crates. Do you make that part of your workflow, like going through and tagging yep. it? Yes. Every, every, whenever I buy music, um, I go ahead and tag it immediately. So that way it's fire and forget. Yeah. And like, then, cause now I've got like a bunch of stuff that like, I never, you know, it, 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 what it has done is that it does expose all of your previous bad habits. Yeah. So like now I've got like an entire folder of sort, which is everything that does not fit in any other smart crate that I have already set up. Mm -hmm. So then like, I've got this, I've got a smart crate that is like all of my misfits. And so a little bit at a time, I try to sort through those. Yeah. Yeah. So that way, if you you get an extra 20 minutes, you can go crank a couple out and then you just pick up where you left off next time. And yep, exactly. All right, Trip, what are you looking at over there? Uh, What playlist catches your attention? Well, part of me wants to go jungle. Mm. Mm. But part of me also wants to go the rap and hip hop route. I'm going to go with the covers. Oh, Oh, covers. Okay. So I just click on here. That's just all cover tunes. Like, so it's... There's some remixes in there, some covers, but mostly like it's not the original singer of a particular song. This is a remix. (laughs) Yeah. That's not a remix, it's a cover. Can you identify it? Hang on a minute. Yeah. Yeah, It almost sounds like the Donna Summer, but it's not. It's, uh, hang on a minute. Smoke on the water? No. No, no. <laughs> you know, if it was one you of know, these I guys, I would it. be totally giving them shit right now. Yeah. But because I know that this would be perfect for like yeah, a, what I do. Yeah, yeah. I know it, but it's not coming because it's out of context, it's the, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the they wear helmets. Yeah, yeah, yep. His, I was just gonna say it's it's his problem it's is that, that he's, he's <laughs> it's um. His problem is that he was doing this, yeah. and it's not. That's not the sound. You, yeah. You've got the riff right. See now, now all I can hear is the guitar, and I can't. <laughs> it's um. What is the name of that song? <laughs> all of our listeners are screaming at us right now. <laughs> David, David. Yeah. It's not robot rock, is it? No. It's um. See, and that's the thing with these covers is like sometimes they're so out of context. You 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 know it, but you don't. You can't identify the it. The actual song is slower. Oh, it's much slower. Super slow. Yeah. It's like, man, I know it. I think I it was st- like, I remember in the sixth or seventh grade that the tablature of the guitar was super simple, and this was one of the songs. And it's bugging the hell out of me, and I know I know it. I, I think I can uh, thank Steph Varga for this one because I think he's that's who gave me. Uh, uh, hooked me up with a lot of these uh, instrumental tracks because he really liked hearing this instrumental metal re- covers. You know. <laughs> Daft Punk meets metal, E Rock. That's uh, that's the title on it. But the original song is. Uh... So where that, that guitar riff came from? An early rock song. Yeah, that's it. That's. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah you're right. It is. Yeah, yeah. What was the name? Defunk. Defunk. This is it. Yeah. This is Daft Punk. Yeah. 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 I have this on 12 inch, but the 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 part that I'm thinking about came like. Oh, you're really talking about the, song, the like you're talking the about the sample that Daft Punk used. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. That's why I said like a deep. Pur- it was like a deep purple yeah, or something go. like that. That's like. That's completely different. To Google. <laughs> Who sample.com. <laughs> Man, I I love Daft Punk. Like there was a time where there was a time where like going to the club like that's like 
there was a there was a particular club in Cincinnati yeah. uh, called uh, uh, Bourbon Street. And oh, I've heard you guys. Talk yeah, about we've that talked about this one before. Where that, it was, it's had multiple floors, uh, multiple bars. So, yeah. like, if you went off to the right, that was a country bar. All the and yeah, to the uh, left was top forty. Grand Central Station is a yeah, similar yeah. model. So, like, all the way in the back was like their underground yeah. and all that. And um, but like, so they would play Daft Punk. And especially like when they started like playing around the world, then yeah. like that the whole club so would just, just like erupt. erupt yeah. But you know, ninety this was uh, ninety six, so yeah. yeah, so yeah, it was right about that time, and it just it was amazing. Mm. I guess I didn't realize that song. This song was that old, or Daft Punk was that old. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I found the sample of the beat, but not the riff. But not the riff? Yeah. <laughs> Someone's going to have to come back and post it as a comment before yeah. somebody else does. I I'll found figure it. it out. I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we always give an opportunity for the uh, the abused to pick their <laughs> own to vindicate <laughs> themselves to pick their own track or two. So since you already have a playlist that says love, yeah, uh, how do you want it? Do you want to pick something out of there? No, or do you I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, you randomize it. Randomize it and uh, pray. <laughs> All right, here we so go. You just gotta hope that you, you love say, it. And I was gonna we say, it. is it is it love as in you love it, or is it love as in like this is a love song for a wedding? Oh, oh, negative, or negative. No, <laughs> or is it the guilty pleasures? Crazy. It, no, it's just if, if it's a song that you like a lot, you can click on this little heart icon and it automatically dumps ah, it into gotcha. your uh, loved smart playlist. <laughs> All right, so here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn Don. That's right. But this is But this is Spandau Ballet. This is actually one of my favorite songs of like all time though. Is this PM Don or Spandau Ballet? Okay, I was gonna say. Yeah. yeah. And the name of the track is Oh I'm listeners. sorry. It uh PM Don uh, set adrift on memory bliss yeah. ninety one. I know this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this and re- you know, a track that's uh Unassuming, it's got a ton of bass in it. Is reality used to be a friend of mine? It's got a pretty sick oh, yeah. bass line in it. Yeah. Yeah. PM Dawn was always my jam. Love those guys. Yeah. I, I am unapologetically a fan. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, matter of fact, it was. Uh, I started a uh, a cover band uh, with PM no. Dawn. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, I did. Um, uh, I started a uh, Spotify playlist of all 90s and early 2000s like R&B yeah. and it all started with PM Dawn with PM Dawn really yeah I, I put on um, um, I got this song title in my head I put on um, um, So yeah, I'll let you. I'll let you think about it. But I, I remember wait, wait, having um, house speakers in my trunk, bumping this in the station wagon I had in high school. Uh, <laughs> before you could buy like you know twelves and eighteens that you could pank in your trunk. Oh, um, uh, look at you with patient eyes was the. Oh, okay, that was off their second album. Yeah, so like that was the one that like. I was I was listening they had to that, that uh, George Michael sample on it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so like, you know, I'm driving to work and I'm just and then like I start like going through that album on on Spotify and I'm all like, oh man, I miss these guys. So then like I get to work and I like just started a quick playlist, you know, just a PM Dawn playlist. Yeah. So like that's all that's in there and I was all like. Oh, look, suge- suggested. Okay, so, you know, I start clicking on some suggested stuff. Next thing I know. It's all like, PM Dawn. Yeah, well, no, it's just all, like, I had gone down the 90s R&B, like, rabbit hole. So, like, yeah. I've got, you know, all. That's it, dangerous like, when that happens. Keith Sweat. And, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, you know, uh, your uh, uh, R. Kelly and just, I mean. Oh, you- oh, oh that, okay, so that's another crit I have, the uh, BMM, the baby making music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, this song here now reminds me of <laughs> I had this house party once and 
It was in my garage, and actually it was Sonic Styles, who's a listener of the show, a friend of ours. He was DJing, and we were all Did trying to... Did he have his pants g- on? He had... <laughs> well, you can't tell on the other side of my boots. I'm not <laughs> sure it's a solid... Yeah, but, I'm sure he had a uh, bottle of Jaeger close by. <laughs> yes, he did have that. Why, why, are, why have they not sponsored him yet? Uh, you know, I don't know. But... Uh, this this song happened to be what he was transitioning into during this video that we were all taking. Yeah. I, so it's you guys have seen my garage. It's a pretty big garage, yeah. and I'm standing up. There's probably 30 or 40 people there. And I stood up on this stool, and I'm holding my phone up. It was my buddy's birthday. And so everybody like gets in their little crouch and like makes a pose you yeah. know and a face and they're all just sitting there for like 10 seconds and i'm like it's a video and they're like oh and then they all start dancing and going crazy to the song it's the best video i'll have to post it up because you just see everybody sitting there like, like an idiot like uh, yeah, guys it's it's, it's frozen <laughs> nice one man yeah, yeah. Wow. Takes me back to high school and my high top fade. <laughs> yeah, I had hair at one point, kids. <laughs> now, I think let's go ahead and let you pick one out of like, uh, I don't know, maybe hip hop. Just okay. because like it doesn't seem right to do one of these without, without, a, hip-hop. without a hip hop track. Right. track. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Fair enough. We got a few extra minutes. We might yeah, as well. Here we go. Yeah. Hip hop. Mm. Oh, this is uh, Annie Up? Yes. Got it. M.O.P. Mash Out Posse. (laughs) Busta Rhymes. So... Some, a lot of times towards the end of a competition is when I'll start dropping like the old school hip hop like everybody's tired they're just ready to like, get it and so they can try and get that first place finish 40 start, more burpees in yeah I'll start dropping this and then you see, you see heads start nodding like oh yeah this yeah. is like yeah. I, it makes sense that this is in your crate I mean, yeah. This, yeah this is absolutely. like a rah, yeah. Get oh, yeah. song yeah, yeah. it has that I jump like, around effect yeah. you're just like, I, like I need the crowd to do something now Defender Oh, yeah, yeah that is the video game Defender. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the video game. Nice one, by the way. Thank you. Good catch. Thank you. Come on. Like those. So notice it is the clean yeah. version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of my competitions are family shows. So. Now, I did notice that you, so you had a smart playlist that said clean. clean. Yep. So you can tag all your, cl- mm-hmm. your, do you tag all tracks that don't have cuss words or do you just track, um, tag ones that normally do? <laughs> both okay um, so you can use it for any correct uh okay. but specifically like the ones that i use uh in competitions like i kind of have i cycle through the same stuff so i pretty confident on which ones are totally clean versus kind of clean yeah you know like we said everybody knows what means so I mean, do you do you have like um pour some sugar on me in your clean playlist or oh i see what you're saying no you know just I mean? uh, no no this is just straight up curse words or whatever or dropping yeah, okay. bombs okay, in there now pour some sugar on me that's probably in my classics all right, we're running the show out all pumped up. I know, right? I <laughs> Let's go do some burpees. <laughs> no, nobody, no, nobody should ever have to do burpees. It's like the worst thing ever. You can do anything you want to me. Just don't make me do burpees. God, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> so that didn't go too bad. No. There, uh, Mr. Mo. <laughs> uh, I finished strong. Finished strong. Yeah. I the like beginning it. was a little questionable. I'm gonna be driving, I was even questioning. I'm going to be driving home like, <laughs> just ready to like, I'm upset. No Chicago. No Peebo Bryson. What's wrong with you, man? Uh, before we wrap this up, do you want to put a plug in for your show that's coming up here, Tony? August 4th at Mask. Nicole Mudaber. Mm. Nicole Mudaber in Dayton. Mm. The... If you are anywhere close, you should go to this show. Yes, yes, absolutely. If you like techno at all or anything like it, go. It we the are the show. only stop yeah. in the Midwest. Really? Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. She comes here and goes from here to Canada. 
Mm. All right. Well, big shouts out to Three Dimensional Entertainment for that one. Landing another big one. And uh, nice tunes, Mo. Oh, uh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. The Passionate DJ Podcast. Cheers. Later. Easy. All right, folks. Hope you enjoyed my crate invasion. I'm finding it a little hard to sit down right now, but that's all right. Let me know what you think. Uh, send something in the show notes or send us a voicemail. We always like that. Uh, up next, we have an interview I did with one of our fellow listeners, Robert Holtzman, who's out of St. Louis. We talk a little bit about how we use music in the fitness industry and to help those athletes get across the stage and have a great performance. So now here's me and Rob just talking a little bit about being passionate DJs. All right, passionate DJ nation. What's up? It's Mo Dingo doing a little phone interview here with uh, another passionate DJ that I happen to meet through the podcast. I want to kick you over to Rob Holtzman. What's up, Rob? Hey, how's it going? Just uh, glad to be on here. I love the podcast. It's good to be a part of it. Well, we appreciate you listening and appreciate you, uh, you know, calling us and reaching out to us and trying to get some advice. But uh, let's just get down to it. So tell us a little bit about uh, how you DJ and what, where you come from as a DJ. Well, as a DJ, this is the first time I've ever DJed, and that's why it was so great being able to reach out to you, because I really fell backwards into DJing. Um, my wife began um, doing fitness competitions as a bikini athlete a few years ago. Well, whoa, 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 hold up. You said bikini athlete? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. It's kind of like the uh, more softer side of bodybuilding. I mean, she works just as hard as the bodybuilders. It's just sculpting the body in a different way she doesn't you know they're not big huge it's more like oxygen magazine okay. uh, this modeling sort of thing and but okay, they so. are incorporated into you know the arnold and all of the big bodybuilding shows uh, yeah, so for those that aren't familiar the arnold that's like uh the the uh what do you call it the uh, dmc of uh bodybuilding and, and fitness in general when it comes to that sort of stuff so yes. how did how did you uh, so but basically when you're talking bikini are you saying like these are young ladies that look like the girls you see in magazines but they don't need to be airbrushed because they're working hard to to maintain <laughs> that physique? That's absolutely right. Yeah, they're all spectacular. Okay. They work really hard. I mean, um, when you we use the, the term bikini athlete, and I think a lot of people may kind of wrinkle their nose at that, but when when you're living with one of them, you see that they are actually an athlete. I mean, it's. Cool. The prep is brutal. The food, everything is controlled. She works hard in the gym every day, getting up at 4.30 to get in there and do what she has to do to look the way that she does. So it, it's pretty spectacular to watch. Oh, I believe it because uh, as most of the listeners out there know, I, I do a little bit of CrossFit. And just for me, you know, mine's mostly maintenance. I'm not on the comp competitive level. So I can only imagine what your wife, uh, Tracy, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, Tracy. Yeah, Tracy I, holds. I can all, yeah, I can only imagine what she's subjecting you to and. uh <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it's hard work just supporting her in all her endeavors. Well, the, the joke that the joke around here is always everybody wants to date a bikini athlete until they actually date a bikini athlete. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Just like my wife, she's slowly becoming a weightlifter, and you know, it was cool watching weightlifters until my wife became a weightlifter. <laughs> and when her yes. numbers are bigger than mine, yeah, it's a little bit unnerving. <laughs> So she started doing the competitions a few years back and um, never doing anything small. And also just because she's been a personal trainer for years and years, she moved to then coaching a bikini team and it, it grew exponentially over the first few years. And I, I think last count, she had over 35 or, or 45 bikini athletes and also some of the other categories some of the girls who compete more in the actual bodybuilding the physique and things such as that and she, you know she coaches both locally here and then also does online training and once again not doing anything small she decided that she wanted to sponsor and bring a federation to st louis that had never been in st louis and by federation it's just like in boxing when you hear you know the wbo and the wba well, in bodybuilding, you have UFE and you have NPC and you have all these other governing bodies. And one of the governing bodies, UFE, that was not in St. Louis or anywhere down any further south in Chicago, they were big worldwide, but not in St. Louis, we decided to reach out to them and, and bring them down here. So she got to working with them and setting up the uh, venue and all. And one of the things that they wanted us to do was to find the DJ. Okay. 
Well, we had been to so many of these events and everywhere we go, it always felt like the music was just really an afterthought. And we wanted it to be a little bit different. We really kind of envisioned making the music a little bit more of an integral part, really tailoring it to the show. And then also during those downtimes, have it be a value added to keep the audience moving. Uh, to give you a horror story type example, we went to one bodybuilding show and they had four songs that they looped for the entire night and wow. five hour show. That sounds pretty painful. It was brutal. Yeah. And, so, and you said something specific that trip always talks about is that value added. So when you say value added and they said they wanted to bring a DJ, what exactly were they doing previously? Just like they had like a couple of MP3s and just looped it on an iPad or. Exactly. We had, um, it was basically somebody hits play or shuffle on an iPod and they let the music go. And then the only time that they actually specifically played the correct music for a situation was when, um, the bodybuilder had had a routine that they were going to do. So they then, you know, provided the music and such. Now, you know, not all shows were that bad. Some shows had fairly decent DJs, but it really never felt like it was put together like a show. Okay. Now so, you said, uh, you said a situation. So what exactly are you talking about? I mean, are there different events that they go through? Uh, how does that all work? Yeah, there, you know, the, the show is men and women's different types of bodybuilding. So we've mentioned bikini. Um, those are kind of flirty and fun. The girls come out in their bikinis and do their poses and such, but it's a very upbeat thing. And okay. then there's also, fitness model which is sporty again but i wanted to kind of have it feel a little different when they were walking and such they kind of go through a little bit more of a routine they dress in fitness wear that would be um you know as if you were modeling so their routine if they're wearing boxing gloves they may do some boxing they may do this and that so it's, it's fun okay then you move also there's a glamour category which is kind of based around your victoria's secret fashion show okay so I wanted that to be different. And then uh, there are the men's categories. And the men have one category, physique, where they're in board shorts. And so the lower body's not as big, but they're ripped as hell and look like, you know, uh, look like they should be extras in Fast and Furious or something such as that. <laughs> and then it goes up to your traditional bodybuilding where they're huge. And in those, they'll have a pose-down routine where they provide you with the music and they've choreographed it themselves. So you have to be ready for that as well. But, Maybe I could loan some of those uh, physique guys some of my medium shirts. <laughs> the mediums? Yeah. <laughs> so when you say choreographed, it, I mean, how long are you talking here? Was it like a, a couple minutes? Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they have between 90 seconds and three minutes, basically. And uh, you, you'll get a list of their names, and uh, they provide you the music on an MP on, on a, a zip drive or a, or a CD or something such as that. And then... Um, you'll have stage instructions as to whether they're going to walk out to the music or if you start the music with them on stage. So that okay. part's a little different during that portion. The music basically just stops. The announcer brings them out. You play the music until they walk off the stage. Then you fade it back out. Whereas okay, so that part's a little bit more polished and choreographed. That, that part's a lot easier. Yeah, definitely. That's just the, you hit this button, you just make sure you're playing the right song and you're fine. Okay. But the rest of it, I really, I wanted, like I said, to make it feel like it fit the event. Um, so what, what other parts of the competition are you talking about there when you said you wanted to add your own touch to it? Yeah. So let's say uh, for bikini, like I said, I wanted the music to all be more flirty. Okay. And I wanted it to flow together. Um, one of the complaints that I've heard from being around these athletes so much is you get stuck with a bum song on stage where the girl before you is out there and Beyonce is singing in your and she could tell she's, she's feeling it. It's great. Okay. That song finishes just as you walk out and you get stuck with, you know, some sort of one direction song that means nothing to you. Okay. So instead of allowing that to happen, I first thing I did is since Tracy runs a bikini team, I kind of set up my DJ equipment in the studio and ran through posing with them. Okay, so you did some practice runs then. Yeah, I did a bunch of practice runs and watched how they walked and their routines. And I picked specific BPM for each of the different categories. 
Okay. So for glamour, I slowed it down to about 105. Okay. And then all of the music that I picked, I tried to pick things that had that more Victoria's Secret, lingerie, ethereal sort of feel. I did some M83 and I did some, uh, uh, what else? Uh, Sleepyhead and things like that. All these things that kind of felt like you were floating on a cloud. Okay. And so, you're not, then, so you're not playing like a lot of vocal tracks and not, not a lot of Pantera going on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay. I shied away from that. For okay. Bikini, I bumped it up to 125 and tried to do a lot of things that were like, uh, you know, Little Mix and uh, Beyonce, Rihanna, basically okay. all those fun, flirty things. And, okay. and for the... Uh, are you also trying to incorporate music that the crowd is going to be familiar with as well? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That was, that was kind of one of the challenges because everybody who knows me kind of knows I'm a bit of a music snob. Okay. So I really had to, you know, swallow my pride and go ahead and play some of the things that normally I would scoff at. And then also every time I felt myself drifting over and wanting to put in some of those obscure tracks, I would always like think of that, the, the line from Prince about how the stage ain't a place for your personal shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I know the listeners that have heard me talk about doing CrossFit and, and some of those other corporate gigs, they know that, that, that that's a constant struggle I have depending on what element I'm in where I'm having to you know, swallow some pride, but also understanding what my purpose, and it sounds like you kind of got that under control, knowing why you were there. Exactly. You know, like you said, it, it wasn't about you. You were there to help those athletes get out there and put their best foot forward and try and showcase all their hard work, yeah. you know, leading up to the, the, uh, the the ceremony at the end, you know, when they nominated, when they announced the winners, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's exactly, you know, when you talk about the value added aspect, that was 100% what I was thinking is where I could add value is for the people who are there on stage that from the start, when the first girl walks out to the last girl in that category walks out, that the music's going to stay at the same BPM. So nobody is stuck with a slow song they're having to walk to or a faster song that they're having to walk to that all of the songs basically had the same level of, you know, even taking into account like the sexiness of it. I remember one show, all of these girls were walking and all the songs felt like American Idol songs, you know, this greatest night of my life, really lame kind of just generic. And then just as the last girl came out on stage, they switched to blurred lines. Oh, so there she was, the only one who got that song, and she hit the center of the stage just at the point where it says, Oh, I, I know what part it was. It's like, you the hottest bitch in this place. Exactly. <laughs> to add, to add to the conspiracy rumors, she ended up taking first place. So well, I of course, because she was out there beaming. So I can, and again, this is something Tony talks about where an iPod or a computer can't read the crowd. Exactly. And it's something I do a lot at my CrossFit events is I'm looking at athletes and I do, you know, a lot of work here locally. So I get to know the athletes and I know what songs they like to hear. And, you know, if I see people struggling, I was like, oh, I know what I needed to play to get this one guy hyped up. And then I'm sure they appreciate it. Well, I know they appreciate it because they come and tell me. Now, did you get any feedback from the ladies and, and the gentlemen after the event talking, you know, or did you hear any just general feedback about what yeah. you Exactly. One of the bummers I had was that I could not read the crowd because I was up in the balcony and they were for the most part down below. But um, midway through the show, a couple people filtered up there and told me that the music okay. was great and that everything was fantastic. And my wife uh, actually sent me some videos of people backstage kind of grooving and being happy and texted me and told me that, you know, it's perfect. It's going great. You know, everybody's loving the music. So that really made me feel good. And I knew I was on target. So, yeah, I did get feedback. I, a lot of them came up and said that was perfect. Some of them had very specific comments where really? they could notice that the beat that I had altered the, 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 BPM, the BPM on the song, and they actually mentioned appreciating that. The one said, you know, when she was getting ready to go out on stage, she heard Uptown Funk starting, and she's like, oh, I don't want to walk to that. And then she said, wait a minute. And she started like moving her, bobbing her head back and forth and saying, uh, town, fuck you up. <laughs> and she's like, oh my God, that'll work. That's perfect. So she knew I had changed the BPM. Another one mentioned, I kind of threw in the Fleetwood Mac song everywhere. Okay. Very ethereal. And she was like, 
I hadn't thought of that song in years, but that's such a beautiful song. I couldn't believe you picked it. So when I walked out on that, I was so happy. I was like, you know, those were the type of comments I really was happy to hear. Yeah. And as a DJ, you know, even though you're not playing to a crowd on a dance floor, you know, you're helping these athletes, you know, you know, like you said in the beginning, your wife is working hard, you know, and I'm sure all these other young men and women are working hard as well when it comes to diet and, and training and discipline and exercise and all that stuff. So, giving them the opportunity to showcase all their hard work by just maybe being uh, intelligent enough to know what they would want to hear in a particular situation and you running through all those practice sessions with your girls back home mm-hmm. you know it sounds like your hard work paid off oh it definitely did I was you know the, I, I have to say I would you know I'm, I know there were a couple times where I wish I you know I, I maybe missed a beat here and there I didn't quite catch this I didn't quite catch that. But overall, I think I'm the only one in the place that noticed anything bad. And from the comments, I got a lot of really uh, positive feedback on it. So I'm super confident going into the next shows that I know exactly what I'm doing. Plus, I did get the time during the breaks to have fun and to actually do some mixing. I didn't want to do a whole lot of mixing while the girls were on walking. Because Mm -hmm. if I had thrown something in that would kind of throw them off, I felt that that would be unjust. So really the only changes I made to the music while they were on stage were beat matching it at a specific BPM and then cutting out any long vocal intros or any big breakdowns in the middle where it would be, you know, anything that, that didn't, that didn't aid in them just being able to lose their minds and walk and, and focus on being, you know, as good as they can in their poses. So that was all I did there. But during the breaks, I was able to mash some things up to mix some things, even did a little finger drumming during one of the portions when they were giving out, uh, they were giving out supplements and throwing them into the audience. So, you know, the guys (laughs) talking about, you know, Hey, who wants some of such and such protein powder? And then I, you know, bang on the one, uh, you know, hit St. Louis six times over and over and over, you know, until so it, it, it did, it added to the whole energy of the situation. Did you hit that club horn that, that Trip loves so much? What's that? Did you hit that club horn that Trip oh, loves so much? I promised my wife I would not <laughs> use the club horn even once. I, that was my threat. And during during the practice runs, I would often hit it, and she'd give me the look. And I okay. had to really relent. I really had to hold myself back just from getting her goat by doing it, and I didn't. Now, you said these events have men and women in there. So what was the difference between the music that you played uh, yeah. different groups? You know, for the men, I didn't have to worry so much about beat matching and their walking because, you know, no offense to the guys. They work hard and they, they really bust it. But you can but see the They're not out there to be sexy. They're out there to be massive. <laughs> exactly. Like and so yeah. they walk from one corner of the stage and they do their poses and then they lumber to the center of the stage and they do their poses. So they don't need that, you know, transition thing. So, you know, for them, I threw in a lot of DJ Snake, a lot of, uh, you know, I hit some ludicrous uh, going down for real was one that really worked well, threw in some chili peppers. And then when it came time where they all lined up and did a pose down where they, you know, flexed out in like a competition sort of setting, I dropped it into ACDC Thunderstruck. You know, so it was just playing to the testosterone of the room at that point. Nice. Now, now you said there were different categories as well. So for their differences in what you were playing for the different categories, going from the bikini to the physique to the uh, bodybuilding? Um, definitely for the girls. Like I said, I, I set it to different tempos for each of the categories. For the guys, I really just kind of stuck very close to that club DJ sort of hype music. I didn't, uh, really need to do anything very different at all for them. And that was all right. It was, it was kind of easy to work with some of the more heavy rap, uh, worked really well. Okay. Awesome. So now that you've got your first one out of the way, it sounds like you've developed some confidence. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's in the future? I've got uh, three more with this federation this year that are scheduled and I'm lobbying to do their world's event. Um, The wife, it's kind of interesting. I would say the main guy from the federation that we worked with, I don't think he fully embraces or just even cares about the idea of a value-added DJ, but his wife, who also is involved in the Federation, was very much lobbying for me to do more shows. That that she says, you know, they've had 
people who just press play on the iPad. They had, you know, everybody's got a brother that says he's a DJ and he did one of the shows, but played a bunch of Sarah McLaughlin during the show. <laughs> so she was very off. much, she was the, she was one of the biggest fans of having me do it. So I'm hoping to be able to uh, do the, the world show, which is in Toronto. So okay. that, that I could uh, claim to be an international DJ. Hey, there you go. That's all it takes. <laughs> it's all it takes. One step across the border and that's it. Very so, nice. Yeah, I've got a bunch of these going and, you know, I've kind of, like I said, I fell backwards into doing this. I invested, you know, a, a fair amount of money into the equipment, just enough to get it going and such. But, uh, I'm, you know, I'm kind of thinking about doing more gigs, reaching out, looking into some other avenues to do with it. Um, I'm definitely going to stick with UFE and do any shows that they want me to do. But um, I've been talking to some other people about some ideas that I had for uh, very niche sort of shows and maybe finding some sort of, uh, you know, brunch places to do a uh, thousand and one albums you should hear before you die DJ set where it's all <laughs> the music snob sort of, of stuff. It sounds like something Sonic Styles would like to get down with you on. He's, he's, he's very good. At, he, he runs those marathon sets where he plays for like 24 hours at a time to raise money and stuff like oh, that's that. That's very cool. Yeah. Well, Rob, I appreciate your time. Um, we really appreciate you as a listener and uh, thanks for what you do. And I, and me, you know, personally, I really appreciate you reaching out and asking for some assistance, you know, and any listeners out there, you know, if you're operating in a similar space like myself and Rob, you know, give us a call, you know, and Rob can give you a different perspective now, now that he's been on that big stage and yeah. he's in a different area of sport than I am, you know, so, you know, I'm, I'm sure Rob would be more than happy to help. Uh, just like any of us are here at the Passionate DJ Podcast. So, Rob, it was great to talk to you. Oh, it was great um, to talk to you. And let me just, you know, I'm going to go ahead and say it on the air. Thank you so much for the help you gave me. You really, I mean, in all the communications back and forth, every email I got from you answered one of the things I was worried about, or at least just put my mind at ease about some things. And listening to the podcast, definitely, you know, you, you mentioned that I used the phrase value added from the show. That was definitely something I took from the show and, and kept in my mind while I was planning it. So I, you know, it here in St. Louis, um, the DJ community, it's a fairly decent DJ community, but they're not doing as much what I'm doing and having you, you know, since you do the CrossFit events, it's very much more the same sort of thing. It's not a, you know, throwing down, you know, different stems into different techno mixes and things such as that. It's it's much more straightforward, yeah. keep the party going sort of DJing. And I was having a hard time finding people who empathized with that aspect. So I really appreciate all the help you gave me. And definitely, I mean, I'm pretty sure I've listened to every passionate DJ <laughs> broadcast in the last five and a half months. So that's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, another binge listener. We love hearing that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was great finally getting to talk to you, and uh, hopefully we'll talk some more. Outstanding. You know, hopefully our schedules can work out where I can actually come out to one of your events and maybe uh, fill out some of them 45-minute slots for you. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Talk to you soon. Bye, right, brother. Bye. Not for long. <laughs> yeah, not for this episode even. <laughs>
well, oh yeah this will be one of three after 100 right? oh man so yeah so literally it's in the middle of the night crawling out for me and that that, little, that's the remix remix <laughs> under the the bottom layer that wow 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 like real quiet in the background uh, like, right? i hear you I hear <laughs> there you are little baseline i hear you all right <clears throat> what's up everybody and welcome once again to the passionate dj podcast i'm your host david michael and 